Welcome to a happy holiday version of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. To those out there in December who are celebrating holidays such as Hanukkah, as Eid, and Christmas, we will uh, Kwanzaa. We wish you a happy holiday as you go into this holiday season. Welcome to episode 26, where we're going to use the learner profile to build school culture. The number one mistake I made as a new coordinator, I own it, was building the curriculum framework first. Ultimate mistake. If you are a coordinator and you're starting the process, please listen to me. Heed my call. Do not follow in my footsteps because it cost me at least six months of good time at the beginning of establishing the program and it polarized my staff from me. And here's what I do instead. If I had to do it all over again, I'd ignore the pressure um, coming from your principal or district or outside forces um, to begin building the curriculum framework and focus building on a new school culture. Remember, the foundation of our PYP house is the learner profile. And you're going to say, school culture, what's that? Well, a shared culture. That's what we're striving for. A school's culture is the heart of what everyone in the school believes and what they do. And as a new coordinator, I struggled to assess the needs of campus culture because I was new to the campus and I was new to the role and I was also not part of the Black American subculture. All of these things were elements that were against me in some regard. And I underestimated the power of building culture in the process of laying the foundation of the PYP. Even if you are from the school and they pull you from another role to go in, now you need to establish a new culture going forward in the PYP and understanding you in a different role that still will take time. So don't jump the gun. Why is this important? Imagine how you'd feel if a stranger or a person that you know on staff comes into the school you know, you've been loving this campus, a place that you love, and you're told that what you've been doing um, and how you've been teaching is changing. There's naturally going to be a resistance. There's, you know, you're going in and saying there's going to be a new curriculum framework put in place that will change how you teach, what you teach together, and the order in which you'll teach it. That's a lot of change for teachers to take in. And if you know teachers, they don't like change. And this is why establishing a strong culture based on the learner profile matters. If I were to do this again, I would have spent at least, at least six months going into classrooms and chatting with students and teachers first. I'd assess the ideas that are already working on the campus and align them with what is PYP best practice. Then I would present this to the staff to show them the bridge of what they're doing already. And how does that look like in the PYP? This would greatly reduce their fears and help them to understand that, you know, yes, we're taking on a new curriculum framework, but it's not a program. We don't have a teacher guide. Um, We're not teaching it in, you know, new fangled way of old stuff. 
um, because that's really important. And then I'd work with developing the learner profile attributes with the entire school community through model teaching, co-teaching experiences, and student-led teaching opportunities. This is the way to get your team to buy into the new culture of what's coming ahead. Common language. So, also shared vision. Around the six-month mark, I'd begin to talk with the primary stakeholders. That's going to be your students, your parents, your teachers, and school leadership about the vision of the PYP through the learner profile and how it will enhance the programming of the school. Because we need to make sure we're on the right track. And together, as a team, we'd create that shared vision of what the PYP will look like at our campus. Since the needs of our students are different based on where we're located and who we serve. And by creating a shared vision, we're ensuring that all the stakeholders have buy-in to the process and they're sharing their passions, their hopes, their dreams about what the PYP will look like in the future. Then we'll use the learner profile attributes as the vehicle of getting there. That's really important. And then the next piece is the shared language. Having a shared language is vital to the process of any program. And as you know, if you've taken on the PYP, it's a lot of new, a lot of new terms. So around the three-month mark, I would have started using the language of the learner profile to describe ideas in modeled lessons. My conversations with students and staff and how I describe the current state of the campus, I would have framed this all around the language of the learner profile. And I... um. This now helps to establish a certain set of criteria of how we speak about the PYP. So we're chunking it, right? We're, once again, laying the foundation. So how do we do this authentically and meaningfully? We don't want to say things that don't go together. We don't want to, you know, to do it just to do it because that will fall flat. So here's some examples of ways that we can share the language of the learner profile while ensuring the integrity of the content. So if I'm chatting with students, okay, just having a chat with students, and I'm looking at, um, it, you know, meeting with them in a math, small math group, right? They're sitting there collaborating. I would probably, you know, he, we're looking at some division problem uh, strategies, and here's one way you can infuse it. Oh, wow, I see you demonstrated some open-mindedness by trying to solve that division problem using a new strategy. Simple and relevant. Now they're getting a kind of a lens of what does open-minded mean? How about in a modeling and ELA lesson, right? And maybe it's a question I pose. So thinking about a really wonderful text called My Name is Yoon, about migration and the impacts of migration on a child. Um, this could be a possible question that you could pose. How did Yoon communicate how she was feeling about moving to America through her drawings? That's really deep. And what does it mean to communicate your ideas? If I'm chatting with staff, can I use these interchangeably? Absolutely. I'm just giving you some examples. Chatting with staff. Hey, I noticed Mr. um, Smith's bulletin board used real-life food containers to help students to develop a deep conceptual knowledge 
of U.S. customary liquid measurement. Much deeper. Now it's more specific. So utilizing that language is equally important. Taking time to delay the foundation of the learner profile will save you a lot of heartache and grief and will help you to build those relationships with your staff. It took a long time for my staff to trust me because I did not lay the front lip. I did not do these things that I'm telling you to do. I'm thinking hindsight. They did not trust my judgment because they didn't know me. And I'll be honest, I didn't take time to get to know them first. I just went ground running like, hey, I'm excited about PYP. I'm here to help you. My intentions were pure, but my my way I did it probably was not the best. It took a long time, a long time for them to trust me. And I'll be honest, we're still struggling with establishing the learner profile because it was not a part of the natural way of teaching from the beginning. And I think that's something that's really important um, to discuss as a staff. And here's some suggestions of how to build school culture. Your school might do it differently, but at least the conversation is there and it's getting started. So thank you for joining another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I hope you found some little nuggets here to help you at your school. I hope you go back to my website, thinkchat2020.weebly.com for some free resources to help you. We're in it together. Have a wonderful day. Good day.